Hey, what's going on? Hope you're having a good one. We're here in episode number 226 of the Gentle Fitness Company cast, aka TR Expert Talks, as I like to always call it. Anyways, today we're going to be talking a little differently. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. First of all, we have a little slightly different intro as you hear, trying to play around with some different things, get some different sounds. It's funny because I was thinking about this. I, like, I, I, I'm a consistent person, but I like to have a little bit of change. Just randomly, you know, sometimes serendipity. It's an interesting thing, serendipity. But randomly, I, I decided to... St- I normally like to take a lunch break at a certain time. And uh, yesterday, or not yesterday, was it yesterday? Well, I don't remember. All my days run together now. But anyways, recently, <laughs> I had somebody uh, drop by uh, one of my clients' daughters. And actually, I've known this family forever. I've been train- training different family members for over a decade in this uh, in this. In, in this family, and one of them has done some really interesting things. Actually, all of them have done some really amazing things in life, but one of them has had a really interesting spiritual change in their life. They had an interesting spiritual change, and we had a little talk. We actually didn't, uh, we wouldn't go on the record with it because, uh, you know, sometimes we just talk on the record, sometimes you talk off the record. It's just how life goes, right? But uh, it was interesting because she had mentioned to me this app called the uh the pattern and it's based on numerology and you know say what you will about that woo-woo type stuff i find that there's stuff that's been around for a while may while it may not always be completely true it might have at least a kernel of truth in it so i like to pay attention to those things that kind of lay on the fringe because if they've as i said if they've been around for a while there's something in there that is keeping people around or something that must be true about it so you know, obviously, the hard part is finding that truth in those <laughs> those specific instances where you uh, that you know where you have things that have been around. And today, I actually wanted to talk about you know the fact that uh, it's interesting that we t- we tend to like gravitate to certain things in our lives, but those certain things may or may not be good for us. And those things that we end up doing in life that actually aren't good for us. I want to talk about those things, maybe why we do them, and maybe address how we can probably not do them as much. All right, so anyways, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Episode number 226 of the TR Expert Talks. Why do you do what you do? Lego! So why do we do what we do, right? I just wonder. I always wonder that. It's like, why in the world do I do what I do? Because there's so many ways that you can live life. There's a lot of different ways you can live life. But the thing is that a lot of us don't live life the way we should, quote unquote, live it, right? Because we all know there's a lot of ways you can do things. There's not a ton of ways that you can do things that'll work out in your favor. It's just how life works, right? There's a lot of different possibilities of life. In general, life actually in general there uh, I was just watching something about Jeff Bezos the other day and he was talking about how he wants to uh, use that Blue Origin company I think that's what it's called the Blue Origin company to make humanity go into different you know planets and he was talking about how 
it's very difficult to live on different planets, you know, just living on Mars alone, even though that's the most quote unquote hospitable planet out of any of the planets in our solar system, it's worse, at least according to him, he said, it's worse to live on Mars than living on the peak of Mount Everest. And you can imagine that living on the peak of Mount Everest is not very pleasant. So <laughs> living on Mars is definitely not something that we probably want to be doing anytime soon, at least until we can figure out a few things with our technology and maybe advance humanity a little bit further in the future. But as, uh, as I was saying, I, I was thinking about why we do the things we do. And I was reading this book by this guy named Will Durant. Now, he's a, a famous writer and historian, philosopher, sociologist, if you will. But he's... A lot, a lot of modern day philosophy comes from the branches of his of his original thoughts about the the history of civilization and uh, how we came to be who we are nowadays. There's a specific part that I found interesting about the uh, about society, and he had a commentary on intelligence in this book. And what he said was very interesting. It was almost eye-opening to me. He's like, there's a difference between, uh, you know, over time people have kind of thought about intelligence. And he brought up an interesting thing that where he says, you know, we have smart people, people that can keep themselves alive. You know, that is one aspect of intelligence. Can you keep yourself alive? But there's even... Uh, even further depth of intelligence if you want to go down this rabbit hole of intelligence. And in that depth of intelligence, you can find that we can not only see ourselves, see like what will help you stay alive, but you can also see what will help you be quote unquote happier in the future. And I've talked about this before. You have to think about yourself as not only you, in the past, not only you right now, but also you in the future. So you have to think of yourself as a community, because essentially it's not just you right now. It's not you five seconds ago. It's not you five seconds in the future. It's a multitude of you. So essentially you are a community upon yourself. So intelligence is not only being able to think for yourself, but also thinking for that community that spans over time and being able to make the right decisions, whether it be you know through sacrifice, maybe whether, whether it be through bravery, whether it be through abstaining uh, from certain emotions, certain actions. But true intelligence is a matter of, uh, according to Will Durant, is a matter of you doing the best thing, not only to obviously make sure you survive, but also to make sure that you're happy. And the reason why we make these decisions the way we do is because we first act on our instinct to survive. And secondly, we act on our instinct to be happy. And our brain isn't really wired to be happy. And that's why we run into these issues is that, you know, we we want to be happy, but the brain is so hardwired for survival that happiness often comes at a cost of the brain just going on autopilot and being in survival mode. And what I mean by that is just like, say for instance, you talk about like bad habits that you've acquired over time. 
Now, those bad habits, no matter how much you might want to get rid of them, you can't get rid of them. And the reason for that is, as I said, your brain wants to conserve as much thought power as possible. As possible. And this is a, another gentleman, who, a very intelligent gentleman. His name is Charlie Munger. He's a Warren Buffett's business partner, but he's, he's talked about the 25 cognitive biases, and these are essentially the 25 things that fool our brain into making uh, incorrect decisions in the, in the moment, or if you want to call it the moment, it would be the moment, but they're obviously the results of those decisions would span into the future. But through these 25 cognitive biases, uh, he talks about that specific thing where we have the limited brain power and what we want to do instead of you know, doing what's right for us in the moment, we do, or excuse me, not in the moment, but doing what's right for us overall for, you know, for our well-being, we most of the time do what's right for right now because the brain doesn't want to burn a bunch of energy. The bra- brain is already using, even though it's, I think, what, 2% of your body mass, I guess, whatever it is, depending on, you know, how big you are, but 2% of your overall body, uh, it's accounts for 40% of the energy expenditure. So you think about like your brain, it's already doing so much. So because it has to conserve energy or else, you know, you die because you don't have enough energy to support your brain, you end up kind of going on autopilot in a lot of decisions that you make throughout the day. So that's why I say first comes survival, second comes happiness. That's why you're not hardwired for happiness because other, otherwise if you're hardwired for happiness, you're going to constantly be seeking happiness and you're going to kill yourself. That's essentially what a, you know, a, a, someone that's hooked on opiates or uh, hooked on uh, uh, dopamine-inducing drugs. If you're addicted to dopamine, if you're addicted to quote-unquote happiness like with cocaine or uh, methamphetamines, well, then you're going to die because your body is going to start seeking happiness over survival. So you have to live that dichotomy of like, you know, abstaining from certain actions, abstaining from certain thoughts, you know, suppressing certain thoughts. Maybe not suppressing is not, not the right word, but you get what I'm saying. You have to actually think about these things over that span of time. And you have to think that your brain is not really going to be the thing that's going to help serve you to make those correct decisions all the time, especially if you introduce something that's not going to help you in the future, like something like smoking or a bad habit of drinking or, uh, you know, maybe you've done whatever, you know, you can think of a billion bad habits. As I said beforehand, you can think of a million ways to live your life. There's only a few that actually serve you in the future. So if you can think about that, that's really the reason why, you know, we, that's kind of that sums it up is like we do these things that aren't good for us. But at the same time, the reason why we do these things is because essentially your brain wants to conserve energy because it's already taking up so much energy. You have to override that. And that's why they talk about, you know, mindfulness and stuff like that is shutting off that autopilot and really being present and cognizant of where you are in the moment, whatever your emotions are, you know, really experience these emotions and really feel these emotions because getting to feel these emotions is your gateway to learning more about yourself and learning more more about yourself is going to lead you to making better decisions for yourself. So like if you're constantly numbing or if you're just kind of going on autopilot or if you just are 
even worse, just taking orders from someone else, which is probably the worst thing you can do, then you're going to never feel like right. You're never going to progress into where you want to be in terms of happiness. And that's going to be, well, not the smart thing to do. Essentially, according to Will Durant, that is a sign of a lack of intelligence or at the very minimum, ignorance. So you want to really try to not be uh, emotionally passive or you don't want to bypass your, 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 your emotions because those things are, they serve a purpose. So that is going to be really the way that you make these intelligent decisions. If you really think about like what you're going to be, what's going to serve you. And that's hard to do because, you know, it's hard to live every moment like, is this going to serve me? Is this going to serve me? But if you can practice it, that's really what it's all about is that, you know, life is a practice. It's not practice practice. It's not like you get another round, but everything we do is like you don't know. We don't have instructions and we've never done it before. At least we don't if if you believe in it in the that woo woo sense, like we've never or we don't remember doing it if we've done it before if we have done it before. So what we want to learn from this is that essentially the brain is one thing. It's definitely something that's going to help you with survival. It's going to help you live as long as you can in the moment. It's going to help you not make those decisions that are going to instantaneously kill you. However, it's not so good at making those decisions that make you happier in the long run. As I was saying, it's really not about you in the moment. It's about you. And I guess that's that dichotomy. That's that yin and yang, right? It's like the difference between order and chaos and living in the middle and living between present uh, living between the past and the future and in the middle is that presence and being able to clearly see what the future looks like and also have fond memory memories maybe or maybe not so fond but at least clear memories of the past and what they can teach you about uh, what we can do with our future so Essentially, it's like along the line, along that linear path of the way we see time and the way we see our the way we experience life. Because you know, we don't know how time is. We time is just a concept for us, but we do know that there's nobody in recorded history that hasn't lived life in a linear sense, except for Benjamin Button. I don't know if that's. I don't think that's real, but. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I really don't know that one. So uh, you're more than welcome to uh, to get back to me on that one, and you're more than welcome to correct me if there is somebody that has lived backwards in that sense. But the point I'm making here is that there is a fine line in between the past and the future, and is that that's called the present. And in that present, if we can keep that past and keep that future moving along these certain lines and we don't stray too far in the past and with our mind, if we don't stray too far in the future in our mind, then we can live a happy present because we're going to not only take care of ourselves, but we're also going to take care of what's to come and what has already happened. So that's what I just want you to consider today. Why we do what we do? Well, it's essentially because we want to save energy in our brain. And the only way we can do something about that is by being present. I'll talk to you in a little bit. I actually have a uh, commercial, a little mini commercial that I put in here. That we've re-recorded the commercial, so feel free to take, take a listen to it. Really good for you if you've been thinking about recording your own podcast. All right, I'll catch you on the other side.
All right, so hey, I appreciate you sticking around after the commercial break. We're going to go ahead and finish this off now with that final thought. So as I was saying, you know, there's that fine line between uh, the past and the future, and in that fine line is the present, and that's our opportunity to uh, influence the future while while fondly remembering the past, or at least learning from it. And in, in that present time, it's very difficult to all the, the to always make those decisions that are going to be influential in making you a better person because there's so many choices, so many different ways that you can live your life. And uh, maybe it was Darwin. I think it was Darwin, but he said that uh, when it comes to uh, any type of species, any living species, those species that can learn by copying others as opposed to having to undergo these uh, situations through experience are going to last a lot longer. So essentially, if you can watch other people, you're going to propagate your DNA a lot easier than someone that has to experience it themselves. Because obviously, you know, you run a, you run a risk by having to experience things yourself. So not only the fun part about being a human being and you know being an intelligent individual is you have the ability to follow what other people are doing and you have the ability to not do what they do based on the results that they get you can predict what results come from what actions whereas it's not really so possible with other animals so if you can see what another animal is doing and you can kind of get an idea of like what could work for you and what may not work for you you're going to have a higher probability of well-being in your life just for the sheer fact that you're not necessarily having to experiment with every single thing in your life. So that's just one thing I just wanted to add on to that is that you don't have to live your life you know, in a cave. You don't have to try to experience everything. You can do the work by actually seeing how other people do it and avoiding those terrible things altogether. Now, there's some things obviously you can't avoid, and that's why we have our, you know, that's why we are all unique individuals, and that's why we have all our unique experiences. But there are some things that, if you can guess, they're not going to be so good. You can bypass them. You obviously don't have to uh, walk across the street without looking to know that. You're going to get hit by a car if you're not paying attention. You can see some other somebody else maybe be in trouble before you have to go across and say, is this going to also work for me? So that's just one thing, like I said, it's very important that a lot of people, I think, uh, are, are missing when it comes to that, that journey through life or when it comes to actually reaching uh, their levels of enlightenment or well-being, at least, is that they feel like they have to experience everything. They have to have the experience of being a, uh, a, a doer. And you don't always have to do everything. You don't have to fail at everything. Uh, to learn from it. There's a lot of times where you could just see somebody else's failures and learn from that too. Abraham Lincoln said, I've learned something from everyone, even if it's something that you don't want to do. So take it from Abraham Lincoln. He was a pretty good guy from what I hear. (laughs) You don't have to fail a million times to realize that something is not going to work for you. You don't even have to fail once. You could just see that it that whatever action might have been catastrophic for someone else and uh, you just may need to see it once and that's it so feel free to find some mentors feel free to go out there and read books and just really be observant find out what's going on in the world don't just live on autopilot 
All right, so that's what I have for you today. I really appreciate you listening, whenever you're listening. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you did that. And as always, keep good company.